How is everybody doing? Good. Has anybody recovered from all the food you ate over the past few days? Anybody recovered yet? Anybody still feel a little bit like a zombie? All right, all right. That means you did it right. It means you did Christmas right. All right, listen. If you have your Bibles, go with me to 3 John chapter 1. And this morning, what I want to do for just a few minutes, by the grace of God, is kind of look back over the year. And the Lord began to plant this sermon in my heart about a month ago when I was sitting down with a friend and we were having lunch together and we were just talking kind of about the year. And he said, man, this year, this year's just kind of been a year for you, hasn't it? And I said, man, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, you... You became foster parents this year, which my wife and I did. It's been a pretty cool adventure. And uh, we've had two foster kids in our home. We still have one. Um, my dad was in a motorcycle wreck this year. That was pretty rowdy, pretty different. Um, the doctor said he circled the drain a little bit, and that was his actual words. I was like, you have awesome bedside manners. And uh, so, like, I kind of look back over the year, and I started saying, man, this year was kind of different for me. Has anybody ever just looked back over a year and thought, man, this year was really, really good? Or, man, this year, I'm really ready for 2016. Anybody ever been in that boat? Like, I'm just kind of ready for to get this year behind me. Well, when I was thinking about this morning, and I was thinking about kind of where we're headed as a church and where we're headed as people, what I would love to do is, is give you four things this morning. Four things to think about. And the very first thing this morning is to take inventory. If you're taking notes, jot this down. Take inventory with truth in mind. This morning I want to talk about three things. We'll take a sip of water and pass it on. I want to talk about a few things, and I really do want us to look back over our year. And the first thing that I want to touch on, the very first thing is your health. And, and this morning's going to be spiritual, and it's going to be practical, and it's all kind of mingled together. But I do want us to talk about some, some serious, genuine stuff. Maybe here's some questions that you could ask as we take inventory. Because, see, when you take inventory, businesses have to take inventory because if, if they run out of something and they don't know, they could actually go out of business, right? Like if you pull up to Burger King 15 times and, and there's never a cheeseburger, eventually you're going to go somewhere else, right? So they have to take inventory. And that's what I want us to do this morning together spiritually and with our lives. I want us to take inventory. So here's a question I want you to ask yourself. Is my health where it should be? And does my health affect my witness? And, I, and just so everybody knows, I plan just, we're going to get all up in everybody's Kool-Aid together this morning, okay? Is my health where it should be? And does my health affect my witness? And does God have anything to say about my health in the Bible? 3 John chapter 1, 1 through 4. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, and that may, you may be in good health as it goes well for your soul. For I greatly rejoice when the brothers came and testified of your truth. As indeed you are walking in truth, I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in truth. So this is what John's writing to Gaius. This is what he's saying, hey, your spiritual life, the testimony of who you are as a spiritual man, it's really, really, really good. And I pray that your health follows suit to your spiritual nature. I hope that you are as healthy physically as you are spiritually. 
You say, well, TJ, are you, are you really sure that God cares about our health? He cares about our physical bodies. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. And hear this one in 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. God desires us. And I genuinely believe this. This was super convicting to me because I love Oreos and Chips Ahoy and whole milk, right? I know, don't bring no fake stuff in my house. You know what I'm saying? What's 2%? I want whole milk, right? You guys aren't real cookie lovers if you don't love whole milk, but... Listen, it's clear from Scripture that God desires us to live a healthy lifestyle. We should endeavor to make wise choices about what we eat, what we drink, and how we rest. We should also keep in mind that our mental health matters to God. Our fatigue, our stress, our overall well-being, our health matters to God. And I genuinely believe that God wants us to maximize our health for the glory of God. For His glory. But not only our health. I don't, I don't think our health is the, the only place that, that we should inventory. When we look up back over the, the, the year and, and how we've done and how we kind of process, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I, I grab a legal pad and kind of just walk back through my year. Not only should we take inventory of our health, but we should also take inventory of our relationships. Ask the question this morning maybe, have my relationships this year been healthy? Have I prioritized the relationships in my life that matter the most? Does God really care about my relationships? Does he care about my marriage? Does he care about my friendships? Does he care about my dating life? Does God care about relationships? Listen to Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And let us consider how to stir one another up to good works and to love. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Are your relationships, here's a question to ask yourself, are your relationships, the relationships that you've pursued over the last years, you take inventory of relationships, are they relationships that push you and spur you to love and to good works? Or are they toxic and draining, pointing you away from Christ and to the desires of this world? Ephesians 4, 2-3, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The relationships that you formed this past year or the relationships that you've pursued this past year, have they led you to a place of unity and to a place of peace, to a place of maturity and to a place of growth, or have they been a place of chaos and turmoil? Take inventory this morning of your relationships It's clear from Scripture that God desires our relationships to be centered on love, humility, and gentleness. Our relationships should be intentional, they should be healthy, and they should be Christ-centered. So I want to ask you, husbands, is your relationship with your wife, I want you to take inventory over the past year, have you been intentional? Have you been healthy? Have you been Christ-centered? Wives, your relationship to your husband... Has it been intentional, healthy, Christ-centered? Parents towards kids, kids towards parents. Has your relationship been intentional? Has it been healthy? Has it been Christ-centered? Boyfriends, girlfriends, dating, those of you in the dating world, engaged world, has your relationship been 
intentional, healthy, and Christ-centered. Take inventory this morning. I don't, I don't think we should just take inventory, though, of our health or just take inventory of our relationships or, or just take inventory of our, uh, of our lives. We should take inventory this morning of our spiritual life. Ask this question with me this morning. Is my spiritual walk, my spiritual walk with Christ, not just my health, not just my relationships, but my personal spiritual walk with Christ, as I take inventory, is it where it should be? Does my spiritual walk reflect someone that has grown with Christ in the last year? And does God care about my spiritual walk? Ask yourself those questions. Like, Take some inventory this morning. Look back like, am I growing in Christ? My spiritual walk, have I, have I paid attention to walk according to the Lord? Have I paid attention to my spirit man, right? 2 Peter 3, 17 through 18 says, You therefore, beloved, know this beforehand. Take care that you are not carried away with error or lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him be glory now and forever to the day of eternity. Amen. Are you growing in grace and truth? Is your spiritual life growing? When you take inventory, when you look back over the year, do you, do, do you say, man, I, you know, I'm, I, I kind of drifted from the Lord or I drifted to the Lord. I was intentional with my relationship with Christ. I was kind of proactive and pursued him and prayed and read the word. John 15, 5 says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, that bear, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen, it is the design and the desire of God for his sons and daughters to bear fruit. For our spiritual life to progress. For us to grow up in the admonition of the Lord. For us to go from babes to infants and from, from, right, from, from infants to toddlers and from toddlers to adolescents, adolescents to adults and then, you know, adults to Older adults, right? Like that's the kind of the progression of life. So it should be with our spirit man. This, this year right now, we shouldn't be the same place we were a year ago. We should be striving to know him more, to know his grace, to understand his love, to pursue his mercy, and to reflect his gospel to the world. It's clear from Scripture that God has a deep desire for us to grow spiritually. His desire is for us to mature and bear much fruit in the process. Take inventory this morning. Look back over your life. Look back over the fruit tree of your spiritual life and say, man, is the, is the fruit kind of, is it the fruit that kind of rotten on the ground or is, is, it, is it fresh? Has it been tended to? If you're taking notes this morning, point number one was to, to take inventory of those three things. Point number two this morning, I want you to jot this down, is to be honest with yourself. Be honest in the inventory. It's okay to celebrate victories. And it's okay to be transparent in the difficulty. I want you to hear this this morning. When you take inventory, as we begin to look back over the year, when it comes to our health and when it comes to our relationships and when it comes to our, our spiritual walk with Christ, our faith walk, it's okay to be honest. We live in a world, and especially in a church world, that, 
that we're often about the mask and, and, and painting ourselves up to look perfect and to say the right things and do the right things and raise our hands at the right point in the right song so everybody knows that we're still good and spiritual. But the reality is, is it's okay this morning to be honest with yourself and to be honest with God. If this year was a win in the health department, why don't you thank the Lord in helping you serve him well with your body? I mean, look back over the year. If you were disciplined enough to, to go to the clearly I wasn't, but some of you were disciplined enough to go to the gym and not to, not to be BFFs with a fork, right? I mean, you were just disciplined this year, and you had a win in the health department. It's okay to celebrate. It's okay to celebrate. God gave you the strength to do that. But if this year was a flop, why don't you ask God to give you strength and a renewed sense of honor for the body and the mind that he fearfully and wonderfully made? Think about it. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. This is just a clay jar and it's passing. But while we have it, let's be endeavored to be good stewards of the body so that we can maximize our body, our energy, our joy for the glory of God and for the good of those around us. Amen? So listen, if this year was a flop, if you're in the boat with me in the health department, ask God to give you strength and a renewed sense of honor for your body and mind that he fearfully and wonderfully made. Number two, relationships. Be honest with yourself. This year might have been a win for you in the relationship department. Take the time to thank God for bringing the right people into your life at the right time and for you managing and stewarding those relationships well. But this year might have been a flop in the relationship department. And I would just encourage you to ask God to reveal to you where you could have served more or loved more or been friendlier, extended more grace or more patience. Also, ask God to give you the strength to avoid toxic people that want to discourage you and to drag you down. As you inventory your relationships, be honest. Are there people in your life that you've surrounded yourself with that are encouraging you towards Christ, encouraging you towards purity, encouraging you to be who God's called you to be? Or is your last year has it been kind of surrounded by some toxic people? who've made you doubt who you are in Christ and your value as a man or as a woman, as a boy or a girl. If that's the case, man, cut some ties, right? Take inventory and be honest. If this person needs to go, they need to go. Move on. Process through that. I know that's not comfortable, but it's the truth. Be honest about your health. Be honest about your relationships. Are they toxic or are they Christ-honoring? And then your spiritual walk. If this year was a win in your spiritual walk, you should thank God today that he gave you grace to see him, to delight in him, and to grow in him like never before. See, it's not by our own effort or our own strength that we grow in the Lord anyways. It's by his power and his Holy Spirit. But if this year felt like a flop spiritually, acknowledge that there is room to grow, repent, and trust in God to redeem the time. Listen, there's always room to grow. There's always room to grow. And God is all about redeeming the time. When you evaluate this past year and you're honest with yourself and you say, you know what, I really didn't pay any attention to my spiritual walk. I kind of just made my own decisions and I tried to navigate things the way that I thought was best and most wise 
And I didn't really consult the one whose thoughts are higher than my thoughts and ways are higher than my ways. He'll redeem the time. He loves to forgive. He loves to heal. And he loves to grow his sons and daughters. So point number one this morning is to take inventory. Point number two is to be honest. And point number three, if you're taking notes this morning, is to make a plan. Make a plan. Listen to this. As we look back over the year and take inventory in light of the truth, while being honest with ourselves, we must know that moving forward for anything, for any change to take place, there has to be a plan. A great theologian once said this, the Holy Spirit is no less present in our planning than he is in our spontaneity. A lot of people just float through life thinking, oh, it'll just be what it'll be, and we don't have to plan anything. And listen, can I just confess to you, there's, anybody ever heard of Dave Ramsey? He says in every relationship, in every peer group, there's always a nerd. Don't be offended this morning. There's always a nerd, and there's always a free spirit. In most marriages, there's somebody who's very detailed, very organized, very put together. In most friendships, there's always that one guy or that one girl that has the itinerary kind of printed out, and they're like, this is where we're going, this is where we're stopping, this is what time it is. Here's the itinerary. And then there's always that one guy or girl that's just like, "Woo, 8 o'clock. I'm here. How many days? We? I don't know anything. I'm just getting on the bus. I'm a free spirit. And listen, in, in my marriage, like, that's me, all right? That's to my fault sometimes. I'm just like, "Woo, let's go. My wife, praise God, is like, if we don't leave by 7.30, we won't be at my dad's until 9.15. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> right? Make a plan. Make a plan. So listen to this. Check this out. You may be asking today, you may be like me, because what I love to do is I love to be like, man, the Holy Spirit will just take care of it, right? Some of you may be sitting on the boat this morning, maybe kind of resisting a plan, resisting some structure or some order in your life. You may be saying, TJ, is God really about a plan? Like, is he really about a plan for my growth? Is he really about, is he really about a plan? Well, listen to this. God had a plan for, for the redemption of man from the foundation of the world. God didn't create man, and then man sinned, and God's like, they did something wrong, where's plan B, right? I have to make something up. No, listen to this, 1 Peter 1.20. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in the last time for your sake. Scripture says he was slain from the foundation of the world. Listen, before you were ever born, there was a plan for your redemption. God is about a plan, amen? But check this out, Jesus God in the flesh, walking on the earth, had a plan for his disciples. That would be not only Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those guys, but it would also be you and I. See, God had a plan for redemption from the beginning, but then Jesus had a plan. He exemplified that it's okay and good and holy to have a plan. Luke 24, 49. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Jesus had a plan. Hey, I want you to go into the city. I want you to wait. I want you to run out and just start doing whatever. I have a plan for you. And my plan for you involves the gospel and it involves the Holy Spirit. I have a plan. And I love this part. Acts 1, 6 through 8. They gathered around him. This is Jesus' ascension, his going away sermon, right? They gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Do you hear what his disciples are saying? Jesus, do you have a plan? Like, are you going to restore the kingdom? Like, what's your plan, Jesus? Are you restoring the kingdom? Do you have a plan? And this is what he said. 
It is not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit is coming. You will be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Jesus was telling his disciples, I have a plan, and that plan is for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. God had a plan for your redemption. Jesus had a plan for his disciples. So you and I, listen, we should seek the Holy Spirit for discernment as we plan to maximize our lives for the glory of God. Make a plan this year. If you look at your health this past year, make a plan. Plan to be healthy. Honor your body and the body and the mind that God gave you. If you say, well, man, I'm not really good at a plan. There's people that know about nutrition. There's these things, it's crazy. They're called gyms, and there's usually somebody in there that knows something. Usually one guy in there that knows everything, right? But, but at most gyms, you can find somebody that can tell you about food or tell you about what it's like to exercise and, and get it together. You say, is that wise? Proverbs 15, 22, plans fail for lack of counsel, but many with many advisors, they will succeed. Join a gym. You say, well, this is the beginning of the year. Everybody does it, and listen, I know. Start walking around your neighborhood, right? Start choosing more wise things when you eat. Less cheeseburgers and more broccoli. I don't know, right? Make a plan. But not only for your body, for also your mind. Maybe this past year has been really, really difficult. Maybe you've walked through some really, really heavy things. Make a plan. Seek accountability group, an accountability group. Seek out a biblical counselor. If you say, man, I, I, I've kind of hit some brick walls in my faith or in my life, TJ, and I just have questions that I don't have answers to, and I'm, I'm just really struggling, seek out a pastor. Seek out a biblical counselor. Seek out somebody that will walk with you through it. Take care of your mind and your body. The Lord gave them to you to steward. Plan for intentional relationship building this year. Make a plan. Husbands, plan a date with your wife. Pursue her. Plan to maximize your time together for her joy. Plan. Right? Guys, plan. Set some time aside where you hang out with dudes who are busy about the Father's business and who want to know more about Christ. Do some Bible studies together. Ladies, plan. Plan to maximize your relationships for the glory of God. Seek out some ladies who want to know more about Christ and want to dig into the Word with you. Make a plan for accountability. And maybe even plan to intentionally befriend someone who has no idea who Christ is. Maybe jot their name down in your prayer journal and begin to plan how to inject yourself into their lives or to serve them in such a way that they would ask you about Jesus. And plan to grow spiritually this year. Make a plan. I told you guys earlier that, that my wife in our relationship, she's, the, she's not a nerd. She's the intellectual one. That's what we'll say. And out of the two of us, she, she really is. I'm dumb as a bag of rocks, but she's pretty bright. And um, a couple years ago, I don't know, maybe, maybe four or five years ago, she said, TJ, I want to read through the Bible in a year. And I was like, it's awesome. Go for it. Man, before I knew it, there was like Excel spreadsheets taped to our mirror, right? There's like all these things. She did it. And I'm not, I'm not doing that to lift her up. She hates this, right? But she's an awesome woman of God, but she hates when I talk about her. So, like, she made a plan, and the plan kept her accountable. Like, if you want to grow in your spiritual life with God, make a plan. There are a million devotionals out there. 
There's read the Bible in 90 days, read through the Bible in a year. There's all these different things. Make a plan. Sit down with a legal pad and say, you know what? I want to read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I want to read the Gospels this year. Or this year I want to read Paul's letters. I want to get to know who Paul is and what he's about. This year I want to get super depressed and read through Jeremiah. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, right? Like, whatever your deal is. Make a plan this year in your Bible reading if you want to grow spiritually. Make a, make a plan for your prayer time. Carve that out in your day, in your morning, with your family. Make a plan. Post it somewhere. And make a plan to serve or be on mission for God this year. If you say, you know what, I've kind of sat back for the last year. I haven't really in, 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 you know, put myself into service anywhere. Man, we have so many opportunities and places to serve here at our church. You guys hear about our children's ministry all the time. There's always a vacancy. If you're just hungry, you serve, and you want to love on some babies, see Marsha. Make a plan to read your Bible. Make a plan to talk with God. Make a plan to serve Him. Maybe buy a few commentaries. Join a Sunday school or a small group. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. See, if you make sure that this year that your health is all about the glory of God, commit your health to the Lord. As you evaluate this last year, you say, you know what, Lord, going forward, I'm going to commit my relationships to the Lord. I'm going to commit my relationships to you. Going forward, God, I'm going to commit my plan to you. I'm going to commit my spiritual life to you. It's not going to be about me. My health isn't going to be about me anymore. My, you know, my, my, my time, my energy, my effort, it's not going to be about me. My spiritual life isn't going to be about me, and my relationships are not going to be egocentric, self-centered, all about me. They're going to be about the Lord, and I'm going to commit them to Him. Imagine what it would look like if a body came together and did that for His glory and for the good of our community. My prayer is that as we take inventory of the last year, as we are honest with ourselves and as we plan to maximize our lives for the glory of God, that we will focus our aim together on the gospel. That this coming year we will delight in, lean on, and exalt the finished work of Jesus accomplished in our place on the cross. That all of our inventory, all of our honesty, and all of our planning will be done so that someone might see Jesus in and through us. So that someone might see Jesus in and through us, that his name, his renown might be on our lips this year. Let's pray together. Father, you are a good, good father. And God, you love us. And God, you've called us to be wise and to inventory our lives. And Lord, I pray that as we look at our health, as we look at our relationships, as we look at our spiritual life, I pray that you would give us discernment. God, I pray that you would give us guidance. And God, that you would help us to be honest. God, Lord, to celebrate the victories from this past year, God, but to also to confess our sin. And God, Lord, for those of us that, that do struggle with our health or struggle in our spiritual life or struggle with relationships, I pray that you give us the grace to make a plan. God, that we would pursue you through a plan, God. That we would grow in our health, we would grow in our relationships, and we would grow in our spiritual walk with you for your glory and the good of all of those around us. We love you, and we are desperate for you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.